Yo, what's going on, everyone? What is cooking? This is scriptwriter Steve. You reached my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. Today is December 7th, 2021. Hey, guess what time it is, everyone? It's 12.25 p.m. p.m. in the day, not a.m. p.m. Wow, I'm podcasting from noon right now. Is it noon? I'm not sure. I thought noon is 12 p.m. Is noon exactly 12 p.m.? I think it is. So it's not exactly noon. I guess it's a little afternoon or a little bit before afternoon. I don't know. I don't care. I really don't care. All right. So what am I doing right now? Well, I thought I'd just do a little podcasting before my entire day gets started. You know, I, I've, <laughs> you know, when I wake up, the first thing I do after I brush my teeth and I, I don't comb my hair in the morning. In fact, I rarely comb my hair unless I'm actually doing a wedding or going out. Uh, you know, you know, my look, you know, my look that, uh, uh, I guess I have, I, I'm very, I guess I'm, I'm trying to say amphibious. I think that's really the wrong word, but I guess in a way it is because I can actually change my entire look completely when it comes to my hair. Uh, you know, it's, it's been so bad that, um, I've had couples, uh, I guess wedding clients, right? And they see me on the day of their wedding. And then I have to, before when I shot photos, I would have to drop off the photos to them before they left. And uh, when I dropped off the photos to them, a lot of times since I wasn't doing their wedding, I would dress in uh, a t-shirt, swim trunks, and I wouldn't comb my hair. And I would wear glasses. And I swear... They walk right past me. They walk right past me. And I, and I would have to call them again and say, hey, you just walked right past me. And, and they're like, oh, man. And they, they would joke. A lot of them would joke. And they would say, man, we thought you were like a surfer guy, a surfer dude. Because my hair is a little on the longer side. I have a receding hairline, uh, you know, on, on the temples of my head. And then I do a very, very strategic comb over with to kind of cover it up and all that. And then I put my hair in a pompadour, kind of like Elvis Presley, you know, so my height is maybe about one or two inches higher, my hair, I thicken it up with a hairspray and all that, right, and then I'm combing, combing over, you know, my, my, I guess my, uh, my upper two temple bald spots, right, <laughs> and uh, I've always had those, after I got, after I turned about 20 years old, I had those, but I very strategically, you know, combed over it, so it never looked that bad. And now as you're getting older, it looks, it's a receding a little bit more. Uh, but then with the comb, comb over from combing my hair, it still looks acceptable, right? And even then, I don't really care. I, I really don't care. <laughs> but, but when you see me with my hair and it's just flat and, and I'm wearing glasses because I, I usually wear contacts. And then on top of that, I'm usually very clean shaven on the day of the wedding. But when I'm not... I have a little scruffiness going on. I got these glasses that are very old that I have scratches all over them. My hair is like coming down to my, around my cheek because when you have a pompadour, it has to be kind of hot, kind of long. And again, you know, I'm usually wearing, you know, you know, a, a long pants and a, a nice fitted and a nice fitted shirt. Um, <laughs> they walk right past me. They just walk right past me. Anyway. I have no idea how I got on that that, that subject, uh, but you know, again, every day I don't comb my hair and everything like that. It takes a while to comb my hair up and to make myself up and to sh- and to shave. You know why? I'm just self-employed, right? Just, just walk downstairs. 
So what do I do when I come downstairs? I, I answer emails, answer phone calls, you know, I'm on, I'm on the phone with wedding couples. And then right now, uh, because I don't have any weddings, I'm kind of playing a little catch up. I'm kind of playing a little catch up, fixing all the photos, editing, editing all the wedding videos. Um, but my photos, by the way, if, my wedding couples are listening. They're coming along really, really, really well. Uh, I've I've created a new filter, which makes the skin even smoother than before. Like you know, you know, it's it's it almost makes it unreal, but it still looks real. You you, you know, the trick to photography, or the trick to storytelling, is that you want to push fiction as close as you can, as close as you can to reality. Right. And you don't want to step over that line. It's a very thin line because once people realize that you've stepped over the line, then they start, you know, assessing negative remarks on, on top of, uh, uh, I guess, that film or that photo. So, for example, if I overstep my line of fiction when it comes to, I guess, touch-ups on the photos, you know, people will start saying, well, that sky is too blue. Those, those trees are too green. Um, your skin is way too smooth. You, you you don't have that that amount of wrinkles, right? But if you just touch up a little, just a little nudge here and there uh, to, to push it in the right direction, they won't know. They'll just think, it's a great photo. You know, they won't notice the flash that actually goes on. In every single photograph, there's a flash, right? They won't notice that the blue, the saturation went up just a little. The green saturation just went up a little. You know, I brightened up the skin. I got rid of the, the tan lines. I got rid of, I smoothened out the skin, got rid of like, uh, you know, all, all of the pimple scars, you know, that you had back in high school that you still carry around as an adult. I got rid of all of that. And, uh, and if you get rid of it convincingly, it will look like a natural photo. And that's the ultimate goal of a storyteller. You know, you're always trying to Push that line of fiction, that thin line. You never, never want to overstep it. And this includes when you start telling stories about sci-fi, uh, you know, sci-fi, even Star Wars. You just don't want to push that line. And that's why a lot of science fiction, even ghost stories, UFO stories, you know, you know, they don't push that line. They always tread that line very, very, very carefully. And the closer they tread to reality, the more believable it is. And that's when you get some of the greatest, you know, I guess, pieces of art out there in the world. So that's what I'm doing usually. And then, uh, you know, I, I keep working and then kind of I goof off. And uh, usually I keep goofing off, watch a little TV. And then I continue work back at, eight, back at 8 p.m. And then I goof off a little more, maybe go to see some friends. And I, then, I goof, then I come back about 11, 11 p.m. And then I uh, do my podcast around 1 or 2, 2 a.m. And then I'm working late at night, going back and forth, watching television and working on photos, working on the videos. You know, again, that's the, that's the beauty of being self-employed. That is really the beauty. The horrible thing about being self-employed and owning your own business is that, you know, when you have liberals at the helm, they want to target your business on very, very much unfairly. Like I told you before my last podcast, I get taxed more than Facebook. I get taxed more than Google. I get taxed more than, than Amazon. Now, you know, why is it that? Because they have lobbyists that will allow them to write off almost every single thing as an expense. Right. And while I can also get away with that, you know, I can't get away as much with them. 
And, you know, I hate it when the Democrats say, hey, pay your fair share. Well, that's all lip service because what is your fair share? Your fair share is what the IRS says you're liable for. So if you're only liable for, you know, zero dollars, then that's what your fair share is. You shouldn't have to pay more than whatever the IRS says you're liable for, right? And that's what I do. That's what they do. But they always want to target out the quote-unquote rich. And, you know, I always say the quote-unquote rich is because, you know, <laughs> you know, with who they target are the people who own small businesses, right? And it's very easy to go up to the, the, the upper, 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 uh, I guess, uh, tax bracket. Um, you know, it doesn't matter if you file as a, as a C corp or, or individually, uh, you know, as, as a person. It's very easy to, to, to go up to that, that high range there because, you know, money comes in. Money comes in at a very high rate when you run your own business. But a lot of people don't realize that expenses always run at also at a very high rate. So, you know, for example, you know, some of my vendors, okay, great. I may pay them 250 an hour, right? But then what is my profit margin? Only 25 bucks of that. So I'm not really making 250 bucks. So why should I get, get um, taxed on 250 bucks? I shouldn't, right? So I, I take off what I pay that one vendor and I make $25 on that, right? Now, many of you are saying, oh, you only make $25. But again, as an agent, you know, that's what a wedding planner is, an agent. You take 25 bucks here, 25 bucks here, 25 bucks there. Then all of a sudden, you end up making your own $250 in your sleep per hour. And then on top of that, myself, because I do photo and video, I end up making a lot more. So, so uh, it, all t- uh, it all tallies up. And in the end, you know, it, if everything works out perfectly and Joe Biden and the Democrats aren't shutting down my business, uh, then it's doing pretty good. Then it's really doing pretty good. But last year, um, the last year or the year of COVID, it was horrible. My wedding business, I think I looked at, I looked at the books, only pulled in around $500 in gross profit, $500. That's how hard the lockdowns hit me. Uh, because again, what, what do I do? I do destination weddings. And where was the tourism industry? It was gone. And where was the tourism industry when we started to come back? Well, it was still not very good. And then all of a sudden, when we got back, Ige, our very, very bright governor, shut it down again. Actually, he didn't shut it down. He told everyone to stay home. And a lot of people listened. They thought that meant that Hawaii is shut down for tourism when it actually wasn't. So again, what happened? Shut it down. And again, the, the inquiry stopped coming in. People didn't want to book because they were scared that Hawaii would actually shut down. And all you don't actually have to issue a shutdown mandate to, to stop business from coming in. All you have to do is instill some type of fear out there to normal thinking people that, hey, if we book you know a couple thousand dollars to do our wedding here in Hawaii, even though it's pretty cheap, we may, we may actually lose it all because the governor out there is shut down happy. That's all you have to have. So right now, luckily, our governor and our mayors are not shut down happy. Uh, their common sense is actually coming around. And the common sense is, is to them not COVID, but it's for the fact that tax revenue is actually in danger. And what's happening is that because tax revenue is in danger, they're in trouble. And their pills may not get paid. 
You know, they may not be able to turn on the lights because they don't have enough tax revenue coming in. So they're saying, oh, we better open up. We better actually open up. And, and here, oh, by the way, before I move on from this topic, I hate it when people say, you know what, we're in it all together. I see it on Facebook all the time. I see the president saying it. I, I see it on TV to television, you know, saying that, oh, we're in it all together. No, we're not. If we're in it all together, why don't you give me some of your paycheck? Either? Why don't you give me some of your money? Because apparently when we were in it all together, the people who were saying that were still getting a paycheck. No, we weren't in it all together. You know, I saw my savings dwindle down drastically, exponentially. I talked to my vendors, you know, some of my vendors, my, my caterers. My, one of my caterers were on the verge of retirement and he had to come out of retirement because he couldn't pay the bills. And his, and his business only pulled in a whopping $1,500 in the entire year when they're used to pulling in millions of dollars in gross revenue, right? So it is bad. It's bad. It's really, really bad. All right. So anyway, I'm going to cut the commercial here. I'm going to get back. I'm going to continue my entire rant against this, this liberal government that is surrounding here, I mean, me here in Hawaii and also the entire nation and I want to continue this and because I, I need to get all of this off of my chest right now. I mean, it's 12.38 p.m. I guess in 12.38 p.m. in the day. Why don't, just say, why don't we say that? I'm gonna keep, I keep saying noon, but it's actually not actually noon, right? right? I can't say 12.38 in the afternoon because we're really not really after the noon, right? It's a little after the noon, but does that count? But I have a lot of things to get off my chest right now. So I'm going to continue that right after these messages. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com. Hey, welcome back to my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. This is scriptwriter Steve, your irritator in chief, right? Why don't we just call me that? Uh, what kind of music am I playing? I mean, this is like elf music, fairy music. Oh, wait, I'm not supposed to say fairy music, right? Because the fairies apparently are, uh, I guess, derogatory to gays. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. People are just so oversensitive these days. You know, I really don't care if you're gay, bisexual, transgender, or whatever you want to call yourself. You can even be a two-spirit person who, de who defines himself as another animal. I really don't care. Just don't tell me what to think. All right? Everyone has their own opinion. Everyone has their own viewpoint. And that's it. That's really it. That's really it. Now, I don't think it's right that people discriminate, you know, you, a person based upon their sexuality. I think that is very wrong. That's extremely wrong. But if a religion actually tells you, well, you know, being with, you know, a saint, the same sex is sinful, that's their opinion, 
That's really their opinion. And, you, you know, a person just has to live with it. You know, a person may actually say, tell me, it's actually wrong to be straight, right? And I have to respect them for saying that. Now, I would disagree with that. I would say, whoa, okay, fine. You think it's wrong to be straight. And there are some people out there who actually believe that it's wrong to be straight and that it's the right thing is to be gay. That's fine. I'm not going to go out there and try to change their mind. I'm not, I'm not going to be offended by it. Not at all. But I don't think we should discriminate people just because they have difference of opinions. I don't think we should discriminate people just because they choose to get different types of medication. I mean, it, imagine if we lived in a world where that if you took the wrong type of headache medicine, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to go to watch movies. You wouldn't be able to watch a football, a football game. You wouldn't be able to go, you know, to, uh, you wouldn't be able to travel. But this is the type of world that we're living in now, that we're telling people that if you don't take the vaccine, which is experimental at the best and ver not very effective at stopping or spreading COVID at the best, right? At the best, it's not good at stopping it. And at the best, it's not good at preventing it. What is it possibly good at doing? Possibly. It's possibly good at preventing you from dying from COVID. You, that one person from dying from COVID, all right? So if that one person doesn't want to take that experimental vaccine and would rather be naturally infected, isn't that up to them? And shouldn't they be able to keep their job, travel, to see grandma, right? You do tell me. The Democrats, though, they're the ones out there who are telling you you have to take it. They're telling you your freedoms, your constitutional rights are based upon the medication that you actually take. It doesn't make any sense to me. But here's what does make sense to me. Now, in a recent poll, get this, just over one-third of Democrats want to see Joe Biden, Sleepy Joe, as the candidate for the 2024 Democrat presidential ticket, all right? And this wasn't no conservative poll. This was a INITIPP Democratic poll released on Monday, just over one-third. So what does that tell you? What does that tell you? And get this, okay, 22% said that they want to have Biden <laughs> as, as the 2024 uh, presidential uh, nominee, right? This, these are Democrats, right? And then they said 12% wanted Kamala Harris and only 4% wanted Pete Buttigieg, Buddha or Butta Gig or whatever <laughs> his name. Yeah, I think it's just funny that his name is, has the word butt in there. I think it's Buttigieg, Buttigieg, Buttigieg. But I think we just call him Butt Gig because that's what he is. He's a very, he's a butthead and he's a dumb butthead. Oh, by the way, Guess who's lower than Pete Buttgig? It's Alexandria Ocasio half Cortez, right? Because she only gets 3%. And below them, below her, is Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> and then below that, below her is Stacey Abrams. Who's winning? It's this very good candidate called Unsure. <laughs> so the Democrats have no idea who they want as as their next presidential candidate. And it just goes to show you that, you know, Joe Biden isn't doing a good job. He did not do a good job at all.
you know, I had to put my podcast on pause right there because I heard some knocking on the door. On the door, I thought that was someone knocking my door, but no. Um, the next door neighbors, uh, I guess their solar panel, which got, um, I guess, shoved into their roof yesterday because a, a tree fell fell down on their house. I think they have the roof people over there fixing the roof, and that's their hammer going. So if you if you heard a knock, that was actually the the next door neighbor's carpenter working on their roof. Uh, they better work on there pretty quick because it's starting to rain again. You know, we're, we're still not out of the woods yet. But anyway, back on topic here. Back on topic. So get this. Just 8% of swing voters want Sleepy Joe back. So of the independent voters, only 8% want Joe Biden back. Now, I want to know who are these 8% because it should be 100%. I mean, who in the world is actually voting, who is supporting Joe Biden. I mean, this man has effectively ruined America. I mean, his, his entire team, you know, when, <laughs> when Trump was in office, things were really, really great. And it was the fictional narrative that the Democrats were pushing forward that, that America was at its worst. No, we weren't. Every single st- statistic out there showed that we were great. We were energy independent. We were, business ownership was up, up the wazoo. You know, minority ownership for houses were up the wazoo. Inflation was under control. We had, we had renegotiated deals with NAFTA. We actually had a better deal with Canada and Mexico. We were keeping jobs in America. Everything was going really, really good. My business, was finally on the upswing because under President Obama, it wasn't doing that great at all. Under Bush, it was doing great. Under President Obama, not too good. But under, under Trump, it was doing, it was on its way to doing really, really good. All right. I would say we were recovering. We were just recovering because under Obama, we had gotten hit that bad. I mean, I saw business, my business during the eight years of Obama slowly, slowly decline. Under Trump, it started to, uh, uh, I guess the, the the second year it started to really go higher. Third year we're starting to really really go. Then all of a sudden, COVID hits on its fourth year. It just was bad. It it, it just was really 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 bad. But um, you know now with Joe Biden, things aren't recovering that great. I mean every single thing that Joe Biden has done, and I don't have to list them for you, but I will, or at least some of them off the top of my head, including the nightmare in Afghanistan. Our, own, our ongoing supply chain problems, which is, which is a result of an accumulation of the stupidity of the Biden administration. You can, I can tell you, ten, you know, I tried to do a podcast on the supply chain, you know, fiasco. And there's just 101 reasons why we have supply chain problems. I mean, it's from everything from like, you know, having too much supplies in the warehouse for one item and not enough to, you know, to the, the COVID mandates, to the unions not, you know, doing their job, to actually, uh, I guess, regulations over there in California in some areas not allowing containers to stack more than too high in certain areas. I mean, there's, there's, a, and even, even the, the price of gas. It's everything is just an accumulation of all the stupidity. It's hitting all at one time. And apparently, you know, Pete Buttigieg and Joe Biden, they don't care. Kamala Harris, they really don't care. They don't care about the borders. They don't care about anything. What do they care about? Well, 
fake stuff like systemic racism. Oh, you know, cop, you know, cop, police brutality. Ooh, really? You know, you really walk down the street and you're worried about cops beating you up all the time? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. What else are they worried about? Climate change, something that may or may not be true. I'm, I've, I am on the may not be true side, but something that may not, will not affect you until 100 years after your, your kids die, right? You know, what do they, why are they worried so much about climate change? Because what, what do they want? What do their, their cohorts want? They want your money. They want your, their tax money. They want, they want to be able to take the money from your, from their climate change tax and use that to gallivant around the world to talk about, you know, climate change. They want to hop on their plane and take a vacation, you know, over to this other country and tell them, hey, don't pollute, don't travel, and then hop back on the plane, right, and then travel. <laughs> like, they're the worst type of hypocrites out there. And what, and here's the funny thing again, what, who in the world is supporting this? Who in the world thinks, you know, Joe Biden is actually fit to lead? He's not. And how about the people who are around him? They're not. Every single person around him is an idiotic academic who spent most of their life over there teaching kids in college, right? They're a professor, but they've never stepped foot in the real world and actually operated a business, you know, worked as an actual doctor. Everyone's either been a professional academic or professional bureaucrat all their life, living in a bubble. And what's happening right now is all of their philosophies, all of their, you know, bureaucratic and academic theologies are being applied to real life and it's not working. It's absolutely not working. Who thought? I mean, why don't we just back this train up a little and, and talk about Afghanistan? Who in the world thought it would be a really good idea to leave back $81 billion worth of military equipment? This includes... Transport planes, helicopters, guns, bulletproof vests, bullets, missiles. Oh, and also grenades and tanks. Who in the world thought that was a good idea? General Milley. A general. A person who went to, to, to college, right? Who never really fought in battle on the front line. A, a lifelong bureaucrat who worked his way up through the Pentagon and all the way up, all the way up to the Oval Office as a presidential advisor who also advised President Trump to do the same thing and then said President Trump was an idiot, idiot for not listening to him because he had the great idea to leave back 81 to 83 billion dollars worth of military equipment in Afghanistan for the Taliban. And that was the better idea because he was so smart. He was so smart. And who did he get to listen to him? Oh, Joe Biden. Sleepy Joe Biden, who was only half awake. That's really a great idea. You know what was an insult last month? The Taliban had a parade right through Afghanistan, right through Kabul, uh, showcasing all of our military equipment out there. It all works. Most of it works. So they, they didn't disable it. And what, you know, what's really good is that they're selling this stuff off to China and China, they're reverse engineering our equipment. And they're, and, and, 
And isn't that a great idea? Isn't that a good idea? General Milley, a lifelong military bureaucrat, you know, giving some really great advice to the president and a president taking that advice because he can't think for himself. He has no backbone. This guy, Joe Biden, has never accomplished anything in his life unless he cheated. By the way, you know what really gets me pissed off? Really gets me ticked, all right? Is that during the whole presidential uh, campaign, well, we had an October surprise. What was that October surprise? It was Hunter Biden's laptop. Hunter Biden's laptop. So what comes out of Hunter Biden's laptop? Well, first of all, the whole entire news media basically has a has a whole news media blackout on it and nobody out there is allowed to actually um, talk about Hunter Biden's laptop because apparently that's all fake news. That's what they kept telling us out there. It's fake news and the Democrat supporters kept buying it. You wrote something on Facebook about Hunter Biden's laptop? Oh, you know, Facebook fact-checked it and even then took down the post. New York, New York, New York Post... New York Post, they released information about Hunter Biden's laptop out there. And guess what? Twitter suspended their account. Now, what did Joe Biden say, I guess, on the debate stage? Well, when, when Trump brought it up, first of all, we had Fox News, Fox News' anchor, I forgot what his name was, but uh, uh, Chris Wallace, that's, that's what his name was, he, he actually punted the topic to another topic, because to, he wanted to talk about climate change, not about the laptop, because he was in it altogether. He knew for a fact it was fake. But then Joe Biden continued on it. And Joe Biden came out and said that right now, that the whole Hunter Biden laptop thing was a Russian conspiracy, a conspiracy theory that was pushed by the Russians. And, and, and uh, the Russians were working with Rudy Giuliani. And it was all 100% fake. And on top of that, 30 or 40, I'm not sure what the exact number was, but top CIA officials signed off on the fact that the whole Hunter Biden laptop was actually 100 million percent fake. That's what he said. And it's true. Those top CIA officials, those top FBI officials, they did sign a letter saying that it was fake. Fast forward to the present. What do we find out? That it's real. That it is 100% real. The emails on there, 100% real. The deals that Hunter Biden was negotiating on behalf of Joe Biden and giving the big guy 20% because the big guy wanted his money for all of these things, all 100% real. So Joe Biden is freaking corrupt. He's corrupt. And the media covered it up. The CIA, the FBI, all those three, the NSA, they all lied to you. All those, all those bastards out there, they lied to you. And Trump is considered an idiot? We're considered conspiracy theorists? It's real. They even admitted it's real. The media admitted that it's real. And they admitted to covering it up. Throw out the Dominion machines and, and all of the and all of the all of the theories that the Dominion machines pushed the election in, the, in another way. What the media did here by covering from for Joe Biden, that was probably even more effective. Because enough people, 
including for some family members, if they, they told me, if they knew that that was actually real, they would have never voted for President Joe Biden because everything that Joe Biden was doing was illegal and it was completely a, a quote-unquote quid pro quo type of deal. That Joe Biden was utilizing the vice president, executive office, to enrich himself and his family. There's fingerprints all over it. This guy is corrupt. This guy is fully, fully corrupt. And he's the one who's in charge of America right now. He is the idiot in charge. The idiot in chief is the one who's actually, you know, in charge of the entire world. He's the one out there telling that, whoa, Kyle Rittenhouse is a white supremacist when he actually wasn't. How accurate was he? He was the one that said Afghanistan would not turn into some type of fiasco like in Vietnam. It did. He's the one who said the supply chain problem is not a problem. That'll be over. It's not. He said we're going to get out all of the Americans from Afghanistan. No, there's not. There's actually not a few hundred. There's actually around a couple of 10,000 Americans trapped in Afghanistan right now, which he doesn't even care about. I'm heated. I'm pissed off. I'm really, really pissed off about this guy. But what really makes me more pissed off is that other Americans are too stupid to actually know, to learn, uh, you know, who, who this guy actually is. Why, why does he even have 37% support from the Democrats? He should have 0% support from the Democrats. You know, Everything the Democrats actually say out there, it's all fake. It's poorly written fiction. The insurrection. Oh, the insurrection that happened over on January 6th. Do you know that this weekend, I found this out on Tucker, that this weekend there's going to be, there's, there's a protest happening this weekend over there in DC. What is their, what's their motivation? To shut down Congress. What was the motivation on January 6th? Well, they wanted to shut down Congress too. But apparently, they're not doing that. Actually, no, I'm sorry. On January 6th, most of the people wanted to, wanted to, wanted to rally to support the people who were, you know, who were, um, the, 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 the politicians who were going to object to the, to the validity of the election. That's what it was for. And some people got out of hand. That's not what they went down for. Some people who are crazy, they went down there for that. But what's happening this weekend? This weekend, the Democrats, a Democratic uh, think tank, they're actually holding a rally to shut down freaking Congress. And what do the Democrats think about it? Oh, this is an expression of free speech. So apparently it's okay depending on which side of the aisle you're on, right? If you're a Democrat, it's okay. If you're a Republican, it's not. And we're not being showed everything what happened on January 6th. There's a lot of crazy things out there that doesn't require you to stretch your imagination at all to feel that there's something more going on. Because a lot of this footage out there, there's a lot of cameras over there on the Capitol and it's not being released. And there's a lot of stuff that's happening out there that just doesn't make any sense, right? That really doesn't make any sense. Like, what, like for example, why is a person who is passing out weapons, passing out weapons and motivating people to go into the Capitol, 
Why has he not been arrested for? Why is he not under investigation? And why is a person who didn't even show up to the January 6th insurrection, you know, quote-unquote insurrection, why is that person being investigated and being threatened to thrown in jail? Does that make any sense to you? It doesn't to me. Not at all. Not at all. So here's what's happening. In 2022, we have another election coming up. You know, it looks as though the Democrats are going to lose the House and also the Senate, all right? And all of a sudden, you know, Joe Biden is going to have a lame duck presidency. Now, Trump lost, lost the, the, the House during his election, all right? But he didn't lose the Senate. He actually gained during the, in the Senate. But here's what's really important. Even though he lost it, he was still able to pass through NAFTA. He was still able to pass through his agenda. That's how great of a deal maker uh, President Trump was or is. Why don't we say is? Joe Biden, he can't even get his own party to agree on his Build Back Better agenda because his Build Back Better agenda doesn't build anything back better. It makes his own party richer. Anybody who gave him money is going to be exponentially richer. So 2022 is coming around, and guess what comes around just as this happens to be coming around, the elections, right? Omicron. And what, are, and what is Fauci out there saying? Well, you know, everything is on the table. Lockdowns, maybe. We may even have to push more mail-in ballots. By the way, I want to talk about, a little bit about these mail-in ballots. Now, not many of you may know this, but during the campaign, when, you know, Sleepy Joe was running for president, he didn't go out there and campaign very much, right? He was Sleepy Joe. He kept himself in the basement during this entire thing. And when he did go out, not many people showed up. They used COVID as a primary excuse on why not many people were showing up. Remember, they had those safety circles. They had to like uh, keep people in there. And maybe at, at one point or, or another, there was only five people who showed up, maybe 10 people who showed up. But there was never a crowd of people outside of his rallies. Never, ever, ever, ever. Not like Donald Trump. Never ever like Donald Trump. And by the way, not one of Donald Trump's rallies ended up becoming a super spreader event. Isn't that interesting? During the height of COVID, there was no super spreader event. But what did Joe Biden do? What did Joe Biden do? He sent out his lawyers, or the Democrats sent out lawyers to every single swing state that they needed to win. And what did they do? They got... Uh, uh, they got um, the politicians there, sometimes the legislature, sometimes the Supreme Court, which was not constitutional, but they got them to change the election laws, the way mail-in ballots were counted. And what were they all rallying for? One major thing. They wanted mail-in ballots to be counted after the provisional vote. So what is, what is the provisional vote, just in case you're wondering? That's the in-person votes. So anyone who voted in person... They wanted the mail-in ballots to be counted after the provisional vote. Now, that right there is very susceptible okay, to, to fraud. Usually, the mail-in ballots are counted before the provisional votes. That's, and they do that because that way, you know, the, they won't be able to find any more votes. So what happens, right? In many other states, like Texas, Florida, they count the mail-in ballots first, 
and say, here's all the mail-in ballots. We're going to stop counting that. Now we're going to, now we're going to count the, the provisional ballot. And at the end of the night, you come out with a winner. What did the Democrats do? Oh, we're going to count all the mail-in ballots, not just after the night, but maybe a few weeks after. And that's what they did. And what, what happened? They ended up finding votes, and they always ended up finding more votes after the fact. That seems a little funny, right? And, and every single, uh, every single um, state that practiced this new type of rule, uh, mail-in ba- mail ballot counting after the provisional vote, Joe Biden won that state, and right before the deadline, I guess the, the mail-in ballot voting deadline, I remember watching the, 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 the tallies over in, um, over in Pennsylvania. On the night of the election, Trump won. All of a sudden, the next day, they found, they happened to find more mail-in ballots. And, and then they stopped counting, and then they stopped counting again. The next day, after that, they found more mail-in ballots. And then, I think it was a week after, the day right before everything happened, they found just the right number of amount of mail-in ballots to push Pennsylvania over to Biden. That didn't make any sense to me. Why did it not make any sense to me? For the first time in presidential history, the Amish came out there to vote for Donald Trump. The Amish were out there. That says something. If there's more people who are more motivated to vote for Donald Trump, especially the Amish who are totally anti, you know, anti-politics when it comes to it. When they're out there pushing for Donald Trump, something tells me they, they represent a very, very large majority. All right? Now, up, up there in Minnesota, I, I think it was up there in the northern Minnesota, they, I think they, they called them the Iron Ore District or the Iron, some, it was something kind of weird thing. The Democratic governors out there were endorsing Donald Trump because they said that what Donald Trump's policy led to their economy booming. At his rallies up there in Minnesota, every single event was sold out. Every single, that's sold out, but every single event was crowded to the max. Joe Biden goes up there, nobody shows up. So what happens? Donald Trump loses that area by a landslide. It doesn't make any sense. There are Trump signs all around. Does that make any sense to you? But they, guess what? They found melon ballots everywhere over there. You know, you know what also doesn't make any sense is that a lot of these mail-in ballots that came out, they only voted for the top ticket, Joe Biden, and not anything below. I tell you what, what I'm Republican. I vote Republican straight down the straight down the, from the top to the bottom usually. I may vote Democrat here here and there if I if I figure you know this one Democrat guy is better than than Republican. For the most part, though, it's Republican all the way down. I, I, you know, but no matter what, I'm still going to vote for my local officials. I'm still going to vote on everything else. Why is it that Joe Biden's ballots, for the for the vast majority of them, there were only for the million ballots, there are only top tickets. The people only voted for Joe Biden, and that was it. That was it. You tell me. You tell me. How does that find? You know, how how does that happen? Anyway, people, I got to get back to work. I'm pretty heated right now. I got to calm myself down. I got to eat some lunch. I hope your day is going great. Thanks for listening to, to my podcast, by the way. 
Hey, again, if you want to come down to Hawaii right now, I'm going to just do a real quick plug. If you want to come down to Hawaii right now, it, it's really, really good time. You know, the, the ticket prices are still pretty cheap. We still have those stupid mask mandates that, you know, that you have to, if you go indoors, you have to wear a mask. I think that's going to go away pretty soon. Omicron, not much of a threat down here. It's really not. Um, but that's about it. It's really good. So uh, I, I really think that yeah, if you want to come down to Hawaii, now's a good time. Now's a really good time to at least book your tickets. All right, people, I am out of here. All right, everyone, that's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ2 Movies. That's BBQ TO Movies. Yeah, the T.O. is not the number two, by the way. It is T.O., like Terrell Owens. So that's BBQ 2 Movies. Catch you around.